recording in two places now. I have been recording this whole time. I'm just going to let it run. There you go. Let me close this map of Hawaii. Pull up the show notes. Pull up my notes. Take my hands off the keyboard. Excellent. Don't mess up anything. (laughs) Sit on your hands. (laughs) Yeah. Hands off the keyboard. Back up slowly. (laughs) Ready to record. (laughs) Sir, do not approach the keyboard. (laughs) Can you believe it's the last episode of the year? No. I just had that feeling. Like I, I looked at the date on the in the top of my computer here, and it said it was December. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow!" Like that just feels unexpected, even though I knew it was coming at the same time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when your year is only four months long. So uh, it's quite get to the end of it quite quickly. Not entirely sure what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that is my mental estimation for how subjectively long has this year felt. Ah, uh, yeah. I think this year has felt like it is four months long. I was I was really trying to pin it down like three months that's too dramatic five months is almost half a year and it doesn't feel like that so I'm going with four months as it feels yep. subjectively like it's been about four months long this year well Idina mentioned this well we've been traveling it's like really mm-hmm. our year started in August when we got our second shot mm. that's when our year actually began it's when we started doing things that weren't that one same thing yeah and so it really has been like four or five months of uh, an actual different year and so it feels like it's gone by quickly because it feels to me like in my mind i tell myself like i think like oh i have been vaccinated for all of 2021 but i haven't nope. been it was august uh so yeah i think it has got that weirdly has actually got that feeling to it yeah yeah I, i'm just trying to do the math in my head and i think i've been quad vaxxed for just about that amount of time so yeah that's that's how long the year's been <laughs> I don't want to talk about this again. I don't want to talk no, about how many vaccinations you've had again. <laughs> I think about it. Anyway, yearly themes <laughs> time for 2022. It's yearly themes time. All right, so what is a yearly theme? So this is the fifth time, I think, that we've done this. I don't know, maybe. Which is kind of an incredible thing. I want to give a very quick overview. I will say at this point, the best place to get like a primer on what is a theme is to watch Gray's mm. YouTube video, and I'll make sure that that's in the show notes. Because uh, you made that. Was that last year that you made that video? I, I don't know. When is time? Uh, yeah, I think it that's could have two been. years ago. <laughs> was it more than four months ago? Then the was, answer was, could was be it yes. Three years ago? It might have been three years ago. I don't know. But basically, with a, with a theme, with our themes, we look at what we want to achieve and focus on in a year. Themes can be shorter, but we tend to think of them in, in about a year's time on this show. We look at our working lives, our personal lives. We think about what we want to change, what we want to continue, and create a theme around that. And then the theme acts as a guide for us through that time. It can be a phrase or it can be some key outcomes. Thinking about where do we want to be in a year from now. Themes are not the same as resolutions because they are not strict goals that you have some kind of success or failure in. So, for example, one of my favorite is saying like year of health is much more kind Mm. to you than I want to lose 20 pounds. Because Mm -hmm. if you lost 19 pounds, you failed on your resolution. (laughs) But if you only get some of the way with the theme of the year of health, you've still made good progress. It also allows you to adapt throughout the year. Like maybe instead of looking at weight or fitness, you look at mental health. It's still part of your health and you can still make those positive steps towards what you want to be working on rather than feeling like you have to have completed one very strict and set thing. Yeah, I, I like to think of it as a unifying idea for the year. 
Yep. This is a phrase that means something to you and that you can have like thoughts collect together underneath this this umbrella. And mm-hmm. I particularly like them, especially over the last couple of years, because they can be very flexible and yeah. adaptable depending on what's going on in your life or what's going on in the world. And what I personally value about the yearly theme process is it gives me an opportunity to kind of take stock of my life like on a yearly basis and really think about what's working and what isn't and what I want to change about it. And then on these episodes, which we've been doing for five years, uh, we assess how our previous theme has gone for the current year and talk about what worked, what didn't, and what we're going to set our new yearly theme to be. So that's what this episode is going to be today. All right. Uh, I thought we could maybe talk a little bit about how we choose our themes. Okay. Because I've re- I kind of made a note of it this year that I've established a process at this point. And it kind of, it runs the whole year through and then in the last couple of months of the year gets kind of brought together. So, you know, I journal every day. As I'm journaling, I'm talking about how I'm feeling, you know, I'm writing that down. And as we kind of get maybe to halfway through the year, I start to make like mental note of the things that I find myself writing often. You know, this Mm -hmm. could be like such and such things going well, such and such thing is frustrating me, et cetera, et cetera. And as these things start to pop up more and more, I start to add some thoughts to an Apple note around kind of like October time. And so I create my yearly theme note for the next year and I start adding lots of random thoughts and phrases and ideas. Like if, if I feel something about my work, to even just randomly walking around the day, like, oh, I have this thought, I just put it down and I just start adding and adding and adding to this Apple note. Mm-hmm. And then what I actually did last week is I will open that note up and read back through everything and start to see what patterns are emerging. And I start to bring it all together and then can build a theme around it. So for me, it's very much a throwing everything in and seeing what is there. Mm. And then I use that to craft what my theme will be. Because a lot of the time, I'm talking about my frustrations in that note. And I start to see like, oh, actually, this Mm. could be related to this and this could be related to this. Let me craft something around that to see if i can try and make this part of my working life better my traditional method has been something of a vision quest Hmm. during summer travel under the stars that it comes to me obviously that didn't happen this year so i've actually kind of cribbed because you mentioned this offhandedly last time we spoke about having a a running note that you were adding stuff to and since we spoke i created a, a note in obsidian and dumped just like a ton of thoughts that I'd had there and collected some little random stuff that I'd written down over the year in Apple Notes and sort of put it together in in one place. And I've been having that just open up automatically, just like in a little sidebar whenever I'm working in Obsidian on other projects so that Mm. I can see it there. It's interesting. I think I'm going to continue this through the year because whenever we do these episodes, very often one of the questions people have is how do you keep reminding yourself about the theme over the course of the year and i really like this as like having an always visible like working document so i think i'm going to keep up with this little habit of just having a a little narrow sidebar just when i first open obsidian you know oh here's that document about the year theme and you can just look at it and think about it for a second and kind of remind yourself of what you want to be doing so yeah a lot of people create a visual reminder like i know we have a lot of listeners that maybe make a a desktop wallpaper that's related to their theme in some way Mm. or 
they write it down on a piece of paper and stick it on the wall or put it on a whiteboard. Or honestly, for me, my journaling reminds me of it mm-hmm. because it's written in the front of the journal. So I think about mm-hmm. it. You know, I think about my theme whenever I sit down to work on my theme system journal. But I think having some kind of reminder, whatever it is, is good, especially in the first, I would say, three months of the year. It can be yeah, really sure. helpful. So you're just internalizing what it is that you're working towards. Glenn, that sometimes in the beginning of the year, I struggle with the transition between from one to the other. So having that reminder there is is really helpful to me too. So shall we review our years, Mike? Yeah. Can you remind me what your 2021 theme was? My 2021 theme was year of the voyage. I was wanting something that would be specifically flexible. So it, it had a dual meaning for me. It was voyage in the sense of the um, spaceship you video that i made about when you're in a constrained environment maintaining the routine and the separate borders of of your working spaces and your living spaces and your recreation spaces that all of this is really important so year of the voyage was partly about hey this whole situation isn't over yet don't lose track of of what you're doing and sort of maintain the routines and what's worked so well for you in the past year. And then the flip side of of Year of the Voyage was, it was hugely important to me that no matter what happened over the rest of the year, I was going to find a way and make time to go visit my family in America because it had just been way too long. So normally like I wouldn't include a a specific target like that in a theme I think that does sort of go against what we set out in the beginning but it was just too important for me not to do it It it's like I'm going to make this happen and I don't care how much effort or how inconvenient or how much time I've got to make this happen and I'm deciding at the beginning of the year that this is going to be a thing especially not knowing like what is it going to look like in the future doesn't matter you have to make this happen one way or another so that was my theme i would rate year of the voyage as two-thirds a big success and one-third a failure okay so the, the way my year went is that the first third was a big success in terms of year of the voyage i did do what i set out to do which is just maintain those routines, which I just thought were really important when you have a limited radius under which you're operating. But it did fall down in the middle, which I have labeled the swamp of uncertainty Mm. for my year. So I did have this like, I mean, I can really pin it. The swamp of uncertainty started the moment I saw a particular shark statue in London. And it oh. ended. <laughs> it ended the day that I uploaded the second unexpected Tiffany video. That is like the perfect bookends of when was this middle unhappy time of the year? Oh, sharks to Tiffany. That's when it was. Voyages can be affected by sharks. This is a well known thing. <laughs> this is very true. Yes, if if your voyage is going to be affected. Sharks are definitely a possibility. So I think there's many reasons why I kind of fell down in maintaining my routines and a whole bunch of my like work structures that I had been really great about over the past year and a quarter just didn't hold up for me. Like it was a bit of a perfect storm of 
different intersecting things. And the main one is just this was the time of year when maybe the pandemic was coming to an end, but maybe not. And I kept trying to do the planning for going to America, but it kept having to get pushed back. And also both of these projects were extremely uncertain in how, if at all, are these videos going to be finished? They were both just unusually difficult, unusually uncertain projects. And then combined with the uncertainty about traveling, mm -hmm. if I'm going to be here or not, it just ended up being like a really terrible time. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that sounds like so obvious, it's going to sound really dumb. But I, I feel like I, I really, in retrospect, learned the lesson that you have to pay attention to when you're in an uncertain period of time. And like this is when the routines are way more valuable, not way less valuable. So I, I think I started telling myself, oh, I don't need to make sure that I'm waking up at the same time because I might be in America in a few days and then it won't matter. Like I'm going to need to adjust the time anyway. And I think like there's always some lazy part of your brain, which is looking for excuses not to do the things that you know are good. And I think I've really come out the other side of the swamp of uncertainty with a very sharp sense of notice when this is happening and be aware that this is exactly the time to step up the alert of keeping your routines together and not like letting them slide because you think that they don't matter because this time is uncertain. No, this is the time it really matters. And I don't know. I think that sounds super obvious when I say it that way, but just going through the experience in this human way kind of made it more visceral to me than it's been in the past. It wasn't a great time, but I feel like I came out of it with a really clear lesson. And also as a, uh, as a little bit of a sidebar, this is one of the times when the journal really helped, like our theme system journal really helped me kind of exit the swamp. I did a bunch of my tactical journaling at the end of the Tiffany project. And, you know, this is just thinking things through, having to put them down in words on paper formulating like the set of questions that I want to be asking myself every day, you know, in the, in the journal and like making a little note with the circles, all of this like really helped kind of pull me out of it and go, okay, you need to come back out of this time in one way or another. So it was very helpful there. So that was my like one third failure of the year, but it was in the middle. And then I did accomplish the main thing, which was Voyage to America. I don't have words to express how grateful I was for the experience that I was able to have with my family this summer. Obviously, the circumstances that led up to it were terrible, but I would never have, under normal circumstances, been able to just dedicate that much time to family time. I think I ended up being with my parents 
Got it. I mean, I have to double check the calendar at this point, but like something like six weeks and... Yeah, it was a long time. I haven't spent that much time with my parents since I lived with my parents back when I was in high school. Uh, like, it, it's really true. I, like, I was going back through and trying to think like, oh, in college, did I spend that much time? But it's like, actually, no, never that much time straight in a row. And it was just really fantastic. You can't complain about that, right? I, I know that, you know, that maybe there's a world where if you wouldn't have had so much trouble with those two video projects that you wouldn't have stayed that long. Yeah, that is also true. I have a slight other note about that, which kind of contributed to that. But yes, for sure. Also, the fact that the the swamp of uncertainty was a really bad time gave me good reason to just say, hey, chill out, man, Mm. relax for a while, just enjoy this. And also, as I mentioned with the journal, like, you know, one of the little, you know, check and review that you're doing this everyday things that I, I had at the back, like, I found it a really useful exercise just to order them from top to bottom of like hey the one that you write at the top is the one that you absolutely have to hit like that is there's no exception to that and then they're in decreasing importance of like okay if you get down to if you hit the 10th one that's great but it's not you know it's not a necessary one and it's an interesting way of ordering the daily page Uh, i've never thought of it that way like for me they're all like of equal importance really like i just gotta hit all of them but that's a really interesting way of doing it, of like descending in importance, check these off. If you get halfway through, you've still done a good job kind of thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd never thought about it that way either. I think all the years we've been doing this, I I thought of it the same way you did as, of them as being equally important. Mm. But I think I wasn't in a place where I could look at 10 things and be like, yeah, I'm going to do all of these. Yeah. <laughs> like It was very, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not going to do all of these. I like it. I might do something like that because I know I want to redo mine for next year, which I haven't done for a couple of years, but I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do that yet. So I might use this as a starting point. It's so interesting to me that you haven't changed them for a while. Like I feel like that it, to me is actually one of the most valuable things is is like rethinking those questions. Well, see, the way that I've used them is mm-hmm. not so much for the theme. It's actually secondary to that part. It's like you've always got to think about your theme that's great but there are these 10 set there's what for me these nine set of things that you have to do just to make sure you're being the person you want to be every day Hmm. Uh, but i'm thinking i might start tweaking them up a little bit because i have space for extra ones anyway but you know it's just basically like keep in contact with your friends be a good husband right like add something to your Mm -hmm. business that it's like it's just for they're very simple to me but it's like gotta hit these every day it's like this is only the beginning of a successful day if you've hit a portion of all of this mm, mm. rather than you know so I, but i might switch it up because I, at this point i've gotten pretty good at doing something in all of those areas so that makes sense i would suggest trying it out in the ordering like or at yeah. least i was in the right mental space that this is exactly what worked for me and the thing that i put right at the top was quality time with family it's like this is the whole reason i'm here this is a big target for you know what had to happen with this theme for this year and so it was great and it it worked out just perfectly and I mean I've mentioned it before but it was just a literally magical time teaching my mom how to play magic and Hmm. you know she she would get obsessed at night and play the game and then 
we'd wake up in the morning and she'd have just a ton of questions and we'd want to get right into it. And then, you know, my dad would be kind of laughing at the two obsessive weirdos. In the house. <laughs> Look at like, this couple of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do, you know, doing this like for hours and hours. It was just great. Like I could, I could not have asked for a better time. Like it was a peak experience of my adult life. The ability to spend so much time with my parents that I just haven't had in years. So it was un unspeakably great and just a, a huge success for the the end of the year with regards to the 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 year of the voyage i think that i know you i can tell you you're you're a bit up and down on this one because you had a tough creative time but ultimately yeah. that part what you did at the end that was the whole point of the year anyway it was like allowing you to get to a point where you were able to make a trip and you had such a good time on that trip. It feels like it was a full success to me, your theme this year. Like I, you know, th this was all of it, right? Like it was all laddering up to allowing you to be able to take this time and you did it and it was great and you made the most of it. Yeah. I mean, even though I say I would regard the year as one third of failure, I also wouldn't do the year differently yeah. precisely because it all led to this perfect ending of the year. So, and also I, I have this funny experience where those two videos, Sharks and the Tiffany video, particularly the, the second one, I almost never watch my old videos, but I really like those two. Like I actually think, oh, they came out great, both of them. And so that is still also a nice upside that oh, this unusually terrible working period has actually produced, I don't know, two of my real favorite videos. The videos, it's like this person almost killed me. Was it dead person almost? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like the behind the scenes. That's a classic for me. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's it's that one and the sharks. I feel like those two are oh, really okay. great. So right? you actually, because when you say like the project, there was two videos to the project, but you mean the second one? Yeah, I mean the second one. Oh, okay then. Then yes, I agree. I, I think I think that the gray in the real world kind of video, like I, that's I think my favorite video you've done this year. Close for me with sharks. I love sharks too. So. Yeah. So there's there you know there's totally something to the tortured artist, or it's like oh boy, look look at this great work that came out of yep. someone's miserable time. <laughs> <laughs> we all just like to see you suffer. That's kind of it, really. <laughs> yeah. I look back on this year and I wouldn't do any of it differently because I think it all it all worked out. Even the part of it that I, I would regard as kind of a failure in the middle, I'm still glad for it and it worked out. So that's my review of the 2020 year of the voyage. 2021. <laughs> oh my God, Mike, no. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Cortex is brought to you by Fitbod. It's super normal for people to start considering their health and fitness around this time of year. But between balancing work, family, and everything else you have going on, it can sometimes be hard to make fitness a priority. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you. And that's why you need FitBod. FitBod's algorithm learns about you, your goals, and your training ability, and will craft a personalized exercise plan that's unique to you. And their app makes it incredibly easy to learn exactly how to perform each exercise. Personal fitness isn't about competing with other people. 
You don't want to look to others and try and stack up against them and do what they do. What you need is something that will work for you. That's when it's really going to stick and when you'll see the results that you're looking for. Fitbod uses data to create and adjust your dynamic fitness plan and you'll have instant access to your own personalized routine in their fantastic app so you can make progress on your goals from anywhere. Fitness is an important part of a lot of people's themes. It's going to be a part of mine. Fitbod has been one of the catalysts that really got me on this train this past year and is going to continue throughout the next year. It's really easy to get started and it gives you the confidence that you need by looking at their videos, seeing their instructions. It makes it so easy, it makes it so simple to be able to get started and feel confident in what you're doing. It really is, honestly, life-changing. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why Fitbod does so much work to make sure that they customize things exactly to suit you. They make sure to learn from your last workout so your next workout will be even better whether you work out twice a day or twice a week. Fitbod even tracks your muscle recovery to make sure your plan is balanced with a variety of exercises to make sure that you're not overworking anything. The Fitbod app is so simple to use with brand new HD video tutorials to make sure that learning each exercise is a breeze. And it integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch and apps like Strava, Fitbit and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but Fitbod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash cortex. So kick off the new year right and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash cortex and you'll get 25% of your membership. That's fitbod.me slash cortex for 25% off. A thanks to Fitbod for their support of this show and Relay FM. How was your 2021? I was so apprehensive of sitting down to do this part. Oh, yeah? I don't know what it... I feel like I hadn't done a good job. That was... In my mind, I was like, I just felt like I had not done a good job with my yearly theme. And I didn't want to re-listen to the part of the episode last year where I spoke about what I wanted my theme to be. Like, I was really putting it off and putting it off. But once I actually sat down and went through it, I felt better about it than I had initially anticipated I would. And I think really for me, the reason for this was I had lost sight of the fact that my yearly theme this year was more about setting groundwork for future years Hmm. and put way too much stock in about the way that I'm feeling towards the end of the year of Overwhelm when really it actually kind of makes sense. And I think it was just in our episode last year, we spoke a lot about how big my theme was. And we spoke mm-hmm. about how there was, you know, this element of groundwork. And li- so listening back to it made me remember that and I felt a bit better about it. Remind me, what was the name? The Year of Reinvention. Right, right, right. And I think it's, I think maybe I suffered with a bad name in the end because mm. I'm not reinvented, but that wasn't the point. The point was to start that process. And I think I kind of got lost in the idea of like, well, I'm not a changed man. It was like, well, no, but because that <laughs> takes a while. But the year of reinvention was more about setting some steps in place to move towards changing a lot of my work life. And I do feel that now that I've actually sat down and done the review, which is why I think it's important to do the review, because now I've changed my perspective on my year. Hmm. I feel like I have actually set myself on the path to being this future progression of who I want to be. And I've moved everything forward. Nothing's completed from the year. Everything's just moved forward in the direction that I wanted. And I feel like I made some meaningful progress. Can you give me some examples? Yeah. 
so I had a bunch of objectives uh, of like things, areas that I wanted to focus my attention on. One was completing Mega Studio. And this was kind of like my I'm going to America that you had <laughs> of like, there mm. is actually, I believed an endpoint to this when I started it, but it actually turned out that that wasn't the case as the year went on. So one thing that I loved about when thinking about my studio is I spent the full year there this year, mm-hmm. which I'd not done previously. So I was able to work there as much as I wanted for an entire calendar year. And I would say at this point, the studio is kind of as complete as I would feasibly want it for now. There's like a couple of items of furniture that would be nice to have. But ultimately, what this year has done is proven what we really want in an outside space. That at the moment, Mega Studio only really works for me. It doesn't work for me and Adina. And... So now it's kind of like, all right, like we've worked out the way that we would want to have an outside studio space. And ultimately, we do need it to have a couple of rooms or at least one office room for me to record in and then a larger space and also like our own bathroom, our own kitchen, which is all stuff we have to share in the uh, building that we're in right now. So really, I don't think 2022 is the year where we actually change this. But mm. it will be the year where we start to put some plans in place for maybe 2023 of moving to a, a new studio space. Hmm. But having Mega Studio has been the biggest, most positive change to my work in maybe five years. Really? I love it. I love having a place that I go to and I do all my work there and I come home and I don't do any more work. Like, this sounds, <laughs> sounds so dream, simple, Mike. right? It sounds so simple, but I had, No, I get it. You know, I had worked for so many years just in the second bedroom of the house and the living room, which kind of mm-hmm. just meant I worked everywhere all the time whenever. And mm. there is just something so nice about having that space. There are so many things that I do. There are things that I don't do because of having this place of like well, I could record this extra show, but it means I have to go to the studio on the weekend and I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Mm, That kind of stuff has just been so great for me. And while I do still have the emergency gear at home, I don't Mm. like to use it. I can still edit at home if I want to, Mm. but I don't really want to. I want to go to the studio and do it because I like the environment more. It just feels nicer. It's bigger. It's more open. You know, there's more light. There's more air. Um, I have some space. I have things set up in like a comfortable way. I don't feel like I'm cramped in. Like it really has been super good. So I'm really happy for it. And I'm also happy that we have had this space. It hasn't been too much of a disruption and it's allowed us to learn more of what we would want in a future space. Like it's been a good first step in having an out of home office. I really love having a commute again, like all these little things, which... I just, you know, I'd let them go for like seven years it had been since I'd had this in my working life. Mm. And I really have enjoyed the change. Like when I think about myself now, you know, I was like a kid when I used to do the commute and stuff. I didn't really know what I wanted then. Yeah. You know, like I was in my 20s and I was still kind of working stuff out. And I also hated what I did and didn't see any of the value that can be drawn from that. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I've grown up and I've changed so much having that separation and everything that comes with it, I think works pretty nicely for me. So very happy with that part. I imagine a lot of people have recently realized that the commute and the physical separation of space 
there's a lot of advantages to that. Yeah. And while you while you might think, oh, I don't want to have to do that, and it's nice to not have to, there are some big advantages for having a place that you go to, which is the work, and then you have a transition back home, and the work is not done at home. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge psychological advantage. And I have no doubt that it's like. A similar thing is there's just been a bunch of people that have realized they want the exact opposite now that they've had it. And this is more kind of like, I've just had that experience the same as everybody else, but in a different way, because it wasn't COVID related, me getting the studio, but I've just had a similar experience to many people of having had a change in the way and where I work and I've learned something new that I love from it. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that your review is more successful than you thought going through it, because mm-hmm. this is also a case where when you say you spent a full year at the studio, I think, no, Mike, surely that can't be true. Exactly. You, you've only recently gone, but that, but it's yep. not true. I didn't realize this until I sat down to do the review. This is the exact reason why it's super useful to actually write down and track things. Mm-hmm. Because if you had asked me how long you've been in the studio, I would say, oh, a, a couple months at most. <laughs> Everything's but... <laughs> just a couple of months. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I'm really happy to hear that that both that you've done it and also way more importantly at the end of the year during the review you realize that yeah. you've done it yeah that's the most important part yeah th- that is way more important in some ways if a tree falls down in the studio and no one's around to hear it was i ever at the studio in the first place i, I don't know it's, it's an unanswerable question these are, these are life's great mysteries <laughs> what isn't a mystery though is i did visit your studio and it is uh-huh awesome like i'm so i'm so jealous of it it is crazy to me that you're thinking about a mega er studio in the future on a 2023 timeline but hearing you talk it through it totally makes sense yeah i don't need more space like the amount Mm -hmm. of space that we have is great it's like more than enough we just need it to be separated and there isn't really a great way to separate what we currently have because the ceilings yeah. are so high, like putting in any kind of fake walls or petitions is just not going to do the job. But hey, if you like my studio so much, the unit next door is available. It's too long of a commute. I, otherwise, <laughs> Mike, I would, but it's too long it, of a commute. For you, it is. For you, it is. For me, it's great. But. It really feels like your place with the way everything is set up, with the equipment, the way things are laid out, the way it's designed, your adorable little like quarantine space taped out in the beginning. That is an Adina invention. The whole thing is is great i just love it so i'm, I'm very happy that you you've spent the year there yeah. and i'm also very happy that i was able to actually see it in person and and check it out and yeah. uh yeah it's it's great i'm so happy that you did that and you've got space for all your stuff so one of the other things was doing something new and mm-hmm. again i feel like i've ticked this box quite a lot with keyboard related stuff and twitch streaming like i've really been loving this it's one of my favorite things that i've done uh, in mm-hmm. 2021 I stream basically once a week and, you know, I have a great uh, set of people that hang out and we build keyboards and customize keyboards. And it's just been a really great hobby. And I've loved learning the new skills that come from it. And Mm -hmm. that comes from learning streaming stuff and also just learning how to do these electronics projects. Hmm. Basically, we stream every Friday. And I really like that it's at the end of the week. And it's one of the things that I look forward to the most in my week and i'm also really happy that after having done this for basically a year it still just feels very much in the hobby camp it never moved over into work it doesn't feel like it at all 
Hmm. And it just feels like something that I do to just hang out with some people and just spend some time, some fixed time doing something that's just for me that I enjoy that I don't think I otherwise would have. I think if I didn't have the uh, the idea that I'm going to stream it, if it wasn't on my calendar, I wouldn't spend the time doing it. But, you know, this is also something that if I have a spare moment to myself, I might tinker with something for a bit. But having the like time on my calendar every week to sit down and play with this stuff, I think has been really valuable. And I'm, I'm really proud of the skills that I've learned over the last year with this. That's all you need to do? No right? editing of any kind is really good. Okay. Like, I don't make YouTube videos about the keyboards either, you know, which is something that I could do if I wanted to. I could mm. make a YouTube review of a keyboard, but I don't right. want to do it because then it's just going to feel like work. Mm. So the spontaneity of it and the fact that not really, I don't really prepare, you know, like I'm not sitting down and writing down ideas for my streams. I'm just, I might have like a thing I want to do, but it's a totally different thing. Oh, I want to work on this project on Friday. Great. I'll get it ready and then I'll go for mm. it. But it's not, None of the processes that I go through for my podcast recording at all cross over into this. Hmm. Like I even use a completely different computer for it all. Like I use my gaming PC or my streaming PC. Like it's all different. I have a different part of my studio for it. It's all very like this is just what this is for. And I think that that separation of it has made it feel just really great. And it just continues to just feel like a fun project, not work project yeah because you do have that desk that's on the opposite wall mm -hmm. for this i didn't i didn't realize that was your your gaming computer yeah it's kind of split into two like it's a really large desk and the left side of the desk is just streaming and keyboard related stuff and then the right side mm -hmm. of the desk is kind of where i will spend most of my time working where i'm not recording because mm -hmm. the desk mm -hmm. is just huge so it works great for it like i've got these kind of two stations that, that I sit at, at the studio there. Yeah, you know, but if you you can split a desk in two and, mm -hmm. and make one side the one side and the other side the other side. Mm -hmm. I, but I, I just, I think I didn't realize that the, the computer over there is also the gaming computer. I feel like that's a really good way to do it so that it's just clearly like, oh, this is where I do the fun stuff. And that includes the keyboards and it's not the, it's not professionalizing it. That's interesting. Fun that Windows is where I do all my fun. <laughs> Mac OS is where all the work happens. Yeah. That, that, but um, isn't that how everybody thinks of the operating systems? Windows is for funsies and Mac is serious and buttoned down. I think that's the reputation. I think that's I think that's the the long standing understanding of those two. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so I have a few more. Building new norms was the thing that I wanted to do, and I still think that I've got work to do on this. You know, one of the things that I spoke about and I feel very set in is less overall travel. Hmm. I do not envision ever going back to my 2019 travel amounts in a year. And one of the things that I really want to focus on is different travel to what hmm. I was doing before. So basically more travel for pleasure, less for work, which means vacations. I only took one vacation in 2021. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I'm actually at the end of it. I'm on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm on it now. But I let it go way too long before I did this. Basically the entire right. year. Mm -hmm. You know, the last vacation that I took was in January 2020 and then in end of November 2021. That was stupid honestly, mm -hmm. to do that. I, I didn't need to do it. I felt like I had to do it, but I didn't. I mm -hmm. could have taken more time off in the year and a half, the two years, like, but I didn't do that. And I feel like this trip has reminded me of the value of proper vacations. And so I'm not going to let that happen again. Yeah, I think you're a little hard on yourself for going so long without a vacation uh, in, in this period of time. Like, 
I don't know. I, I think you're a little harsh on yourself with that, and it's extremely understandable. I could have taken a week. Why. Yeah. I, I could have taken a week or a couple of long weekends. Like I could have done that. Yes, but yeah. I didn't do any of that. You're not. You're not wrong. I just. I think it's a very understandable time period for that to have happened. But yeah, you're not. You're not wrong that if you're thinking about it in terms of a week, you could have done that. If this was just random time, mm-hmm. then I would be way more upset at myself. Like mm. I would just think that I was an idiot. Like if, you know, if and then I would one hundred percent agree. Like, yeah, like twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen, I just didn't take any vacations. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why? <did> you... <laughs> so you know, I really I've learned that going forward, is I need to do this. It's very important mm. to me. I feel so much more refreshed about going into next year than I mm. did like two weeks ago. You know, two weeks ago, my whole world was crumbling down. You know, like and now I feel much better. <laughs> Like, I'm going, like, as well, when I get home, I am, like, crash landing into a busy work period, but I feel more prepared (laughs) for it. Right. In a way that if this was just the amount of work that I had starting Monday from a regular week, I would feel Mm. absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, no, this is just a busy, I've just got, like, a busy couple of weeks before Christmas starts, and Mm. it's fine, you know? I'm going to be able to handle it. I've built up enough energy now. I'm ready to go. That's because I've taken this time and it's been very valuable for me. So I'm I'm not going to let it happen again where, I mean, really, it's like it's also the prioritization of relaxing time, of overworking mm-hmm. time is one of the big things that I'm going to focus on when it comes to travel now. Hmm. Can I ask what the reasons are for less work travel? Like, is it specific? If, like, I think this is good, right? That you're saying, oh, you want to you want to travel different, mm-hmm. more vacations, less work. But what's the reasoning for the decrease in the work? Working travel is just for me. Okay. Vacations are for me and my partner. Right. Okay. And if I'm just traveling for work, I get an enjoyment out of that. I get a refreshment out of that. Mm. But it's it's only be- benefiting me. Mm. And I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's not that I won't do this stuff. I will. But basically all of my travel prior to the pandemic was just for work stuff and there needs to be a way different balance for that and also you know i do get more benefit out of just pure vacations but Mm -hmm. you know so and and like i can mix these things up right and and i have like this trip has been vastly vacation but i've recorded a couple of shows we've met with some friends and stuff and friends that i also work with right so there's always that mix there Mm-hmm. But the way that this has balanced has been way more vacation. It's right. Like we've been away for like 17 days and there's been mm-hmm. maybe two days where there's been work stuff going on. Right. That's been right. really good. That's vacation. I've enjoyed it immensely. And I think I think it's important for me to have that time mm-hmm. as well. So that's what I kind of want to focus on going forward. And I feel like I've set that up. So this is one of those things where like I was thinking, well, I haven't, I don't really feel like I have a plan for what this stuff looks like. But it's mm-hmm. fine because I've started taking the steps this year to enable that to occur in future years. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is one of the areas where I feel like, oh, but I don't really have a an idea of what I want when it comes to like new norms. Because as well, it's more than just travel. It's a lot of things. Right. But really, I do feel like my mindset has changed this year where I feel like I am in a, a space where I feel like I'm open to changing things that I have otherwise felt were just the way that things were. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like I'm much more open in future years to adapting what my life looks like. There are a couple of other things that 
I can breeze through, I think. Direct support was one, and I'm mm-hmm. super happy with how membership's been going. The base and security that it's provided has been really wonderful. Like, it's just a, you know, now I do feel like I have a level of security in my income that I didn't have before. And in a time which still continues to be in flux, like the advertising part of the business is, is always up and down. It's been up and down all of 2021, and I continue, I reckon it's going to continue to be the same. Hmm. global supply chain etc etc so having (laughs) the direct support model and the membership has been really great and i do feel like this year i've gotten a much better handle on what the content is and what goes where for the shows where i do this stuff so i've been really Hmm. happy with that and i feel like i've gotten the mix under control which i'm really pleased with i wanted to think about my relationship to the internet i don't really feel like i've done anything different here I know I use oh, Twitter yeah? less, but I still debate as to whether I want to use it at all, but cannot get let go of my grip on it. So that's just, I think that's just going to continue to be a ongoing question in my mind. I feel like my news intake is far better. Like I feel better informed and I also feel like I have way better filters for myself of like I see a news story and I feel like I'm better mm. at filtering it through my own brain and like working out what I think it means rather than what it tells me it means, which I think has been a valuable skill that I've learned. Okay. Honestly, this is mostly to headlines. Like I feel like I'm handling headlines way better. Like I see a headline and I'm like, I don't think this is true. And then I read the story and I'm like, oh yeah, no, they were inflating that. Like I feel like Mm. I've gotten a way better sense, a gut sense of this stuff, which I'm I'm pretty happy with. Hmm. And the last area was product development. And this was one of the ones where I was like, oh, but I didn't do the thing I wanted to do. Like we've been working on a new project and it's something quite new and ambitious Mm -hmm. compared to what we've been doing. It's in the same ballpark, but it was really starting something completely from scratch. And it's been in development for a year and I really wanted to have it for sale now, but there have been unexpected stumbling blocks. But ultimately the product is becoming better and better the longer we continue working on it. That was something I really wanted to have something else this year, but it just wasn't able to be worked out. Yeah, I, I know that was your that was your target for this, but this also I think is a case where you did heroically under the circumstances for how far along this product is. So I think you still get full points for this, even though yeah, we we wanted ideally to be announcing a new thing now, but just the realities of the world did not allow that to happen. And uh, yeah, so I, I think I'm giving you full points for product development for sure this year. Thank you. Even though it's going to be a little bit later than we otherwise anticipated. So this is kind of where I am with the theme of like, nothing major happened, but mm-hmm. movement was in all of these areas. And so that's why like in my review, I realized, oh, you know what? I did a better job of this than I thought I did. And so after completing the kind of looking back, I felt pretty good on it. But it just maybe this wasn't really a theme that like I've had before where I felt like mm-hmm. where where they kind of was like, oh, when I'm done with this, I know I'm going to feel different. Mm-hmm. That's how kind of every other theme has been for me. And it's actually my theme for 2022 is focused around that. But really 2021's theme, I should have actually given it a different kind of name it should have been like the year of groundwork or something or the year of foundation rather than the year of reinvention that phrase really threw me off as i was going through the year and and i don't think it did a good job with the name Mm. because the uh, you know reinvention seemed to suggest that by the end of it i'm a new man it's not as simple as that yeah because by the end of it i have actually set myself up to become a new man 
but that's mm-hmm. going to be a longer process. And so if I could go back, I would actually call this the year of foundation or the year of groundwork. And I feel like that would have made me feel way different about the theme overall. I think it was just poorly branded. How are you even debating between those two names? Foundation is such an awesome name for a theme. Yeah. That's got to go on the list for people of like, hey, are you considering a theme? How does foundation sound to you? Like, that's great. I might go back and re-edit the episode. Just just like every time, foundation just comes in every time. Year of foundation. You know, really bad ADR. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fantastic theme name. That's, that's definitely got to go on the list of suggestions for sure. And it's got to be in bold. That's the only way to say it. Oh, what's your theme? Foundation. No, no even year of or anything. That's, just a, that's such a good one. It breaks out. Take that, people, and go run with it. And you know what the best way to run with it is? Oh, there he goes. By buying a journal. Theme system. Cortexmerch.com. <laughs> so we've been talking about the theme system journal a bit, and this is where we're going to pitch you on why this is important. So yes. The journaling part of the theme is a very, very important part for me because it gives me the ability to take some time to look at myself every day, think about how I'm doing, think about what I'm focusing on, think about what I want to change. Not only does it keep me on track with my theme, it serves as a reminder for my theme and also helps me plan my next one. Right? This is what I mentioned earlier, that my practice of journaling every day helps me highlight the areas in my working and personal life that I want to change for the future. I see what keeps popping up. For me, like for example, a really good one, and I'm going to talk about this in a bit, I have a section in my journal every day where I talk about something that was bad in my day or something that's frustrating me. Far too often I wrote, I feel like I'm too busy or I feel like I'm overwhelmed. I kept noticing that I was writing that a lot. So it's like, okay, I need to address that. And it's the thing that I feel like if I wasn't writing it down, if I wasn't like verbalizing it, I don't think I would be able to pin exactly what it is that was making me feel not great. But I was realizing Mm. it was overwhelmed. And it was the practice of journaling every day that helped me uncover this feeling, which I can then Mm -hmm. use for creating my next theme. So I I really love it for that stuff. I'm still going to make the pitch that I'm thinking of a younger version of me who would be listening to this and listening to your pitch that you would do this every day over a long period of time. Younger version of me knows he's not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I still make the pitch that like what the journal is great for me for is this tactical journaling. I like it because it's it's over time, it's become much more like an object, which is the, hey, you're serious now object of you want to change something and you're going to intentionally work on it with this thing. And like, I, I really do mean it. Like it, it helped bring me out of a funk at the end of the swamp of uncertainty by just going through writing down the items that I wanted to track every day, prioritizing them by what matters, like what are the things that I absolutely need and want to do this time in particular, I really like the exercise of thinking through what counts as a full circle and what counts as a half circle for like partial credit for this thing and full credit for this thing. And I find using it really intensely for a period of 
one to two to three weeks. It never fails to help really change my mental mindset. I just love it for this. But the, I think you're making a really good example of why our product is good. Because mm -hmm. we create this product together and we use it completely yes. differently. Because yes, that's we, we how do. we made it. We made it to be customizable, that it fits into how you want to work. Maybe you want to journal every day. Maybe you just want to pick it up for a three-week period to journal. And it works because yeah. we don't date it, right? Like it's it's not meant to make you feel bad because you don't address it every day. Yeah, no, we, we definitely use it differently because, and, and also it's just, it is just very funny. Every time you mention that thing about where you write down something that didn't go well, I hate that. I hate that yeah. so much. I'm always of like, Mike, <laughs> Mike don't, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. But you know what? The point is it works for you. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas like my pitch instead for those two boxes at the top, like especially if you want to like elevate your mood is the thing that always annoys me with how effective it is which is like writing down things you're grateful for yeah and it's like it makes me so angry how, how how effective it is but it's like the top box in the morning write something that you're grateful for and the the next little box right below it save it for the end of the day and at the end of the day write something that went well during the day and it's like god damn it it sounds so dumb but it is so effective so like i recommend people they can go to themesystem.com and we have examples mm -hmm. of what people write in the journaling pages and these examples are actually built on these two ways that we journal so there yeah. is like there's one from me where in the four boxes i write something that's good something that's bad what am i thinking about what am i looking forward to and then there's mm. one that you came up with, what you're personally grateful for, professionally grateful for, what's on your mind, and what's your most important yeah. task, right? Mm -hmm. So they're built on actual examples that the two of us put together, just as the kinds of things you can use the journal for. It's super flexible. That's why the boxes don't have any labels. I feel... I. Not, not not, to congratulate ourselves, Mike, but I do think we, <laughs> we hit a really sweet spot of just enough structure on the pages that you can make it work for you in the way that you want it to. Mm -hmm. So with the Theme System Journal, you spend time reflecting on your day while writing in the journal pages. Then you keep track of some key points that you want to hit every day in the daily pages. This is what we were talking about earlier on, that we have these, basically they look like checklists and you can mark off if you've completed them. Maybe you can color them in, like they're you can shade them in for if you've completed it or half completed it during the day. And, you know, we were talking about, I use it as a way at the moment of like, these are the nine things. If I do these every day, I'm who I want to be. And Gray uses them as like, I have this set of things that I want to do, but I order them in importance. And so like, this is the kind of stuff we were talking about earlier. You can track these two things. You can write about how you're feeling and have something quantitative that you can tick off or mark off every day. The theme system journal is made of quality materials. It took us years of work to get just right. And we yeah. use them constantly as do at this point thousands upon thousands of other cortexans so you will be in very good company if you pick one up one of my favorite things is whenever i show someone the theme system journal happens every time i hand them the journal first thing they say "Ooh, feels so nice <laughs> like yes that's the result of years of work <laughs> yeah it's funny how that happens really but it really it, look the whole thing is made to i think a very high specification and standard that i set you know, mm -hmm. it is, it opens flat because it has a semi, like it's like a kind of soft hardcover. It has some structure, but it f opens flat and it's flexible, which I like. 
the paper's mm. really good and it works with a whole variety of pens. I tried to try it with basically everything that I own and I'm really happy with the results. So you can buy yours today. Go to cortexmerch.com and you can pick one up. You can buy one or you can subscribe and get one every quarter. Or you can read more about it and see more examples of how it works at themesystem.com. As we stand right now, we have more in stock than we've ever had at this time of the year. But <laughs> every single time we've sold out. So <laughs> who knows, right? No, you know, we, we have more we have more being made right now, mm-hmm. but we never know what's gonna happen. So if you think you might want one of these, or if you think there's somebody in your life that you might want to pick one up for the holidays, cortexmerch.com. And if you like setting a theme for your upcoming year, you should have one of these. Yes. So we really tried to make it so that everyone who wants to get a journal this year can get a journal this year. But again, just like I said last time, I'm going to reemphasize, if you're listening to my voice right now and you think, oh, I'd like, to, I'd like to get a journal for myself. Or you think, ooh, I know someone this would make a great stocking stuffer for. Order it right now because I'm going to promo it again on my YouTube channel. So if you're listening to the Cortex podcast, you have the heads up before like a bigger rush. So go to cortexmerch.com right now and get your journal if you want to make sure that you have one for the new year. Before we get to the themes proper, Mike, mm-hmm. I have a bit of a interregnum theme topic here just to discuss. Okay. For the last two years, I've had a kind of secret business theme Ooh. that I've been working on. Ha-ha, secret theme. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a secret theme. We talk about our themes for ourselves, and I've just had this secret business theme, which is really related to the YouTube channel over the past two years. Mm. And I thought, well, this might as well be a a place to review it. I have never really talked about it, partly because I just didn't know if it was going to work at all. My business theme for the YouTube channel that I started really just after I did my uh, very first major Patreon push where I said like, oh, I'm not doing sponsorships on the channel now and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be patron and member supported. That kicked off a theme where what I wanted to try to do on the YouTube channel was to decrease the average time between real video uploads. Now, I was I was trying to be very clear with myself. I'm like, I'm not setting deadlines here because I hate deadlines. Did you say that looking in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen, listen, Greg. Hey, you. You're not going to give yourself a deadline because you know what you hate more than anything deadlines you know what makes you not want to work deadlines so don't do that instead what we're going to do is a two-year running average so if you're going to track anything you're going to make yourself a little spreadsheet which is exactly what i did and i started every video upload tracking a two-year running average of what was the average time between videos and here we are two years later and No one in the world has noticed, but I was very pleased because when I started, the average was over 50 days between what I considered to be like real videos. And 
I finally hit the target that I wanted to see if I could hit two years later with the upload of the Tiffany video, which was to get that two-year running average under 30 days between Ooh. something that I considered to be like a real video. Look at you. That's a big difference. Yeah. Again, I think because I operate on basically geological timescales for a YouTube channel, no one noticed what was to me like a tectonic difference in sort of working pressure, but I was very pleased to have actually hit this. I think this is also a case where it's like the stars aligned in various ways to make it a little bit easier for me to work over these, these previous two years than the two years prior to that. But I mention all of this because... The goal of it was never like, oh, this is a thing that I want to maintain. It was more like, I want to see if I'm able to do this over a long period of time. And I'm mentioning it now because in some ways it's a little bit of a, a prelude to where I am with the 2022 theme. Because I think I, 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 was, I mentioned it a bunch, I can't remember if it was last episode or, or the previous episode, but I kept using this phrase like tapped out that after this year, I felt really tapped out. And I kind of want to introduce this formally as an idea, which is it's separate from the concept of being burned out. I feel like burned out has a, has a really precise meaning of like you've overworked and you're like resenting what you're doing and you just, you just feel like totally used up in a really negative way. And that's not the way I feel at all, but I, I do feel like I got myself into a position of having really focused on the YouTube channel that I was a bit tapped out after mm. the last main upload. And the difference there is I feel like I've never liked the YouTube channel more than I currently do. Like I really wanted to work on it, but I just... I made a decision not to do any work when I was visiting with my family and I thought, oh, when I come back to the UK, then I will get right back into things. But spoiler, I did not. <laughs> like when I returned, I just still for a little while found myself completely incapable of getting back to work. Mm. I think it wasn't helped because when I returned, I went straight into a conference which was the first time I had socialized with anyone in like two years. And then I suddenly met like 120 people and was really exhausted by that, especially basically stepping right off a plane. But nonetheless, I felt really just tapped out. And I've only just in the last two weeks really started to get back into things because it's like, OMG, the end of the year is, is coming right up. And like, I need to get a video out before that is over. But it's left me in this funny place where I have now, without a doubt, had the biggest continuous break in my working life, you know, since summers in high school, I think. Like, that's probably the, the biggest comparison there. So I find myself, like, entering 2022, having finished off this, but I think was good, but is this a kind of strange interregnum and it, it just makes me think like quite unintentionally YouTube has just in the entertainment world ended up being like this weird 10-12 year long experiment in 
constant production without seasons. Like when you think about people who work in the real entertainment industry, TV shows operate in seasons, mm. right? Movies and other projects are created in a big burst and then there's often a break. And I think kind of no one noticed or it just sort of slowly crept up that YouTube has become this huge booming part of the entertainment industry. But there is no season break ever just because of the way that it's structured. And I think that that's, that's been good for content production, but maybe bad for people. So I don't know. I don't have any solid thoughts around that right now, but it's just, it's just been on my mind that like, maybe there should be dedicated downtime instead of like an accidental downtime where it's like, oh boy, you've really worked a bunch and now you're tapped out and you're sort of accidentally taking downtime hmm. over a long period of time. But I don't know. It's just something that's been on my mind and I feel like I'm just entering what's supposed to be new theme season in this, this weird in-betweeny state. Well, I'm pleased you hit the little theme that you have for yourself of reducing that time frame. I'm also pleased that you realize that you can do it, but you don't need to do it. I think that that's a good thing. Like you know you have this. So if for any reason you feel like you must or need to change for a period of time, mm -hmm. you can. But also knowing that it's not imperative for you to do so and that you haven't built your business in such a way that it requires the time frame to decrease. Because like I know a lot of people in YouTube, right? You're talking about that. Like they build large teams around them and they have whole machines that run that require the feeding of the beast. Mm -hmm. But your business doesn't, isn't made that way. But it's good to know that if you ever need to turn up the dial, you can, but also mm -hmm. remaining core to yourself that that's not who you always want to be. I think that that's two valuable things that you've taken away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like the, the YouTube channel was under attentioned in some ways and I mean, it also like it just it just has been interesting that while I think basically none of my viewers have noticed at all, it is the case that it feels like the YouTube system has noticed. And so that like the numbers for the channel have been great over the last two years mm -hmm. with even just like this not major, but just slight shift in the, the frequency. You know, I think part of that is just simply also you, you like more uploads mean there's sort of more lottery tickets that one of them does really well. But yeah, so anyway, I don't know. I, f I felt a little bit like, ooh, I had this secret business theme that I was working on and like, tee hee hee, updating my spreadsheet and I just never told anybody about it. And it was always like, ooh boy, look at that. The number is slightly going down month by month over two years. And when I did actually see like, oh wow, the two year running average hit 28 days with the Tiffany video for the videos that I count as real, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I'm really happy about that. So I did just want to mention it in this little interregnum section. This episode of Cortex is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster 
and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. If you can't find the right person there, you're going to find them anywhere. You can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Bringing people into your business can be a really complicated thing. It can be a daunting thing. Having to really like work incredibly hard to try and get the right person to find your job posting, you don't want to have to do that. You want to have to just put it out there and get those right qualified candidates. And that is what LinkedIn is all about. Hiring that right person for your business can really help take you to the next level. I know I've been there multiple times and I'm looking forward to being able to do more of this in the coming years. LinkedIn Jobs really can help make that difference to find that right person for your team. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering those quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates that you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash cortex. That's linkedin.com slash cortex to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Our thanks to LinkedIn Jobs for their support of this show and Relay FM. So what's the real theme then? Okay. 2022 theme. I think this is going to be my most nebulous theme ever so the name is new dawn oh oh it's an interesting name yes but of course i have secret brackets in there because i know that's always what you like so new dawn is has been my like short working title that's the it's the name for the note in obsidian but the full title for me is new decades dawn brackets again wait the year of new decades dawn again. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, it's it's new open parentheses decades close parentheses dawn square brackets again close square brackets. That's okay. that's the way I have it written in my text document. <laughs> the year of new bracket decades dawn. <laughs> Bracket again. Yeah, I think right. that's very clear, right? Right. No, I'm there now. <laughs> Here, I can message it to you so you Please. see how it's properly formatted. I would like that. Although you can ignore the backslashes because that's necessary formatting for Obsidian to say that it's not an actual link to somewhere else. So there you go. Very clear. <laughs> yeah, that's just what you need. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be straight up about it. So. This is one of these times where I feel like I have come to the episode about the yearly theme and I do not have clearly solidified ideas. I think part of that is just the year has felt like it's gone incredibly fast. And I think part of that is this funny interregnum period where I'm just coming off a huge working break. And like we talked about last time in State of the Apps, there's a lot of stuff where it just feels like, oh man, I've been really out of practice with a lot of what I consider to be my normal life. 
I haven't really been using my to-do managers. I haven't really been tracking time. I haven't been tracking projects in various ways. It just feels like there's been this real big gap. But I also think that that's kind of an opportunity. And the thing that happened this year that I feel like I've only just really begun to process is realizing that I really have been on YouTube for 10 years. Mm. And so part of what my idea for this theme is, what does it really mean to think about the next 10 years of my career? Now, it's a funny thing to say because I'm in the entertainment industry. And so careers are are very uncertain. On a knife's edge at all times. Yes, it really is true. Yep. Part of that is quite seriously thinking about, okay, what are the bounds of this career? And again, I feel really fortunate that I have found work that is well-suited to my personality and my temperament and the kinds of things that interest me. And... I would love to keep doing this, but I was trying to be very serious about it. It's like, okay, the projections that I've kind of made are 20 more years of doing this is my optimistic great outcome. 10 years is like the median prediction and five years, I feel like, is the very pessimistic prediction of, oh no, something's gone wrong. TikTokers or GPT-5 have taken over the world and like your career is just totally irrelevant. Who knows? But I really like what I do and I just, I find myself thinking about it in these two ways that like, on one hand, I feel like I have a really solid base. Like I've been lucky to build up this audience over time. And on the other hand, I feel like, oh, if you're really serious about trying to think about a 10-year horizon for what you want to do, you also can't take any of that for granted. There's no guarantee that it continues to last. And so that also means you have to be really serious about what does it mean if you're deciding here that you really want to do this for another decade. In the same way that when I started a decade ago, also after a big break, I had to be really serious about what does this mean that this is my career now? Like, what do I have to do in order to make this work? And so that's why I have this idea of like new decades dawn again, is it really feels like this is a mirror time to when I started 10 years ago. It's, it's after a big break. I'm obviously in a much better position now, but I also think I need to take it very seriously because, I don't know, in, in some ways, over time, it's just kind of felt very natural that like, oh, YouTube is, is what I do. And... In the way that you forget your past selves, it starts to feel like, oh, this is the thing that I've just always done, right? This is quite natural. I've always done this and it'll just always be here. It was like, but no, 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 no. This is a good time to 
wake up and seriously think about it again. And I wish I had more solid thoughts around this theme, but I actually, I actually feel like this is really not something to rush, which is why I mean that thinking about this theme kind of is the theme for the year. Think about the next long-term phase of your career. And I also just found myself thinking about a lot of things on a much more multi-year timeline now. You know, it's it's very funny that for you, one of your things is, oh, much less travel, right? But for me, the decision has been much more travel. Like, my wife and I have not traveled very much at all in like the time that we have lived here. And so we've set a real horizon on like, okay, we need to consciously over the next several years travel more. And we were also thinking about, do we move out of London? Where do we want to spend the next big chunk of time? And we have actually decided that we don't want to move right now, but we have, we've set a like, we will reevaluate this question in two years. Mm-hmm. Like we'll, we'll come back to this and then see like, is moving something that we want to do or is it not? But this is like a lot of the things that's been going on for me is just thinking about things on multiple year timelines in a way that I just haven't before. On one hand, I have this feeling like I'm starting from a very solid base. I have this career. I also have on the business side, I've, I've mentioned over the years of like how much of a pain in the butt it is to try to like set up business processes in the background and like get all the paperwork sorted. And this year has really proven that we got all the systems right and the way that they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Notion Nation, baby. I know this is going to sound crazy that it's a multi-year process to get paperwork in order, but I will again say, if anyone listening to the sound of my voice is an American living abroad, and you think there is any chance at all that you will be self-employed in the future, do not ever do that while you are tax resident outside of the United States. <laughs> it will be a living nightmare for you for multiple years <laughs> that's very actionable <laughs> advice uh, that is the most actionable advice i can ever give yeah. listen american expats you will go on the internet and you will read from people oh there's no problem there's tax treaties between don't listen to any of those people they don't know what they're talking about they're in situations where they're just employed by someone who is handling it all the moment you step outside of the normal system, it is a total nightmare for you. But anyway, all of this is to say, like, last year we thought that we had, like, finally gotten an entire system in place so that everything just works really nicely. And I just had my end of year meeting with my assistant. And it's like, great, everything did work perfectly. Like, this long-term background nightmare is truly and finally over. It's all set up. All the bits are working. Everything with Gray Industries, everything with Cortex brand, it's all very complicated, but it's working and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it, it really feels like, great, I have put behind me one of the biggest problems that I had had, which 
always kind of made the whole YouTube business feel a bit improvised. Like, who knows what we're doing, you know, but now it's all set. One of the other things that's been on my mind is, again, thinking of this as a mirror time to when I first started, is reevaluating my YouTube channel and my YouTube business in the face of what YouTube and the internet currently are, not what I remember them as being slash wish them to be. Mm -hmm. And so part of this is I've been real mopey over the last couple years about changes with the way the algorithm works and changes to thumbnails and like a bunch of stuff about like, boo-hoo, I wish YouTube was different. And I really have this strong feeling of suck it up, dude. Like that is over. And if you're serious about trying to do this for another decade, you've just got to put that aside and think about like the reality of maintaining a career in the face of intense global competition in an established industry. And oh, yeah. You know what? When you think about that in a real serious way, I think it becomes easier. I think I had just let myself get mopey about it slowly over time in a way that I hadn't like called myself out over. Mm. This is what I mean by like being serious about it again, kind of waking up from, oh, YouTube is just what I always do. And it's like, no, no. This is a thing that you have to work for. And so hmm. that's part of what I'm thinking about. This feels like a very, like, um, I can't think of a better phrase, but like you're slapping yourself in the face kind of thing. Wake up. Yeah, a little bit. It is sort of funny. Like, I actually think really pushing the goal of trying to increase the frequency between videos, while it's not something that I'm trying to maintain going forward, I think like that sort of started directing my thinking towards this. Yeah, I can draw a line between the two things that you've been talking about, because one of the things that you said is that when you in decreased the time period, you saw that YouTube was favoring you again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about like, all right, I should actually be taking this seriously and doing what a YouTuber should do. Like mm -hmm. that's the line where like really... You can, as a YouTuber, say, as we do many times, we like bemoan the platform or what they do. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just want to make the videos I want to make. And, and you can do that and you have done that and that's great. But if you decide, no, I want to participate in this thing that I'm a part of, it is all about doing the things that the system wants you to do to serve the videos in the way that they want. That's what all, all big YouTubers do, right? They're like, we focus on this, we focus on this. And you've been doing more of that and you're getting the results. So you don't mm -hmm. have to go all in and make like two uploads a week and you got your shit. Like, but there are things that you can do to be more serious about being a part of the platform. And, you know, we spoke about like titles and thumbnails. Like that's an important part. And the frequency, the algorithm seems to like it. So like I can draw a line between those two things of like, oh, when I did this thing, I saw a benefit. I'm actually now going to, try and be more serious about how I approach this. I think it's interesting. I would say that there are many ways in which I was actively bucking the system yep. out of like... Kind of spite. It's like yeah, kind exactly. of a spite thing. Totally. I get it. I get it. It's like, 
I was the same. You changed, and I don't like it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, I used to be able to depend on my subscribers to always see my videos, and now you've changed. Well, I'm still just going to call my video "Exploring Tikoi," and I'll just you know, it's like no, that's a terrible title, dude. Yeah. That's awful. That last video, calling it "Someone Dead Ruined My Life Again," there's no way that didn't have a huge impact Massive. on the number of people actually watching it, right? And it's it's a behind the scenes video that got more views than the video yeah and I, I think my i can't remember exactly what it was but the original title i wanted to give it was something like the poem project right which is like oh god <laughs> dude Ooh, let me click it <laughs> yeah <laughs> read me a poem gray yeah exactly it's like that's i almost couldn't engineer like a worse title right this is terrible and one of the things that has helped draw this to my attention is a new business theme which i am going to mention here because i think part of what what happened in the past is you know subscribers used to really matter on youtube and then they made a bunch of changes and subscribers don't matter and that's fine and i was always like i came to the conclusion like subscribers don't matter and i think in some part of my brain i kind of went so nothing matters was the rest of that sentence every time I was saying like, oh, subscribers don't matter on, on YouTube anymore. I, I think there was a silent, so nothing matters. But I realized, oh, I actually can have a target, which is my next business theme, which is a multi, just, let me just be very clear. This is a multi-multi-year target is called a billion or bust. <laughs> okay. I would like, as a career goal, to get to a billion views on the channel. Okay. My lifetime views over 10 years is just about 700 million views. And extrapolating it out, it's like, okay, I think I'm on track for hitting that in something like five years. Can I bring that down to four years? That's cool. That would be great. Yeah. Three years... You know, that'd be fast, but you know what? It's an actual target, and it actually feels really... Even though I like, I don't like goals, and I, even that I still use the word, like, target, I prefer the word target, but this really is a goal. And it's nice to have a career goal that's an actually measurable thing. No, I think it's good, because you can have this thing up there of, like, a thing you mm -hmm. want to achieve, and then your theme this year is the beginning of trying to get to what that eventual goal would be, that target, Yeah. right? Like, the theme of, I can't even remember the name, New Decades Dawn, but now <laughs> I understand it. I do actually understand it now of, like, uh -huh. this is me recommitting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in exactly. that recommitment, it's the beginning steps towards achieving this big business target of a billion. Because, yeah. you, I mean, if you just make videos for the next 35 years you'll probably get there but wouldn't it be great to do it as you say in four years yeah and it's more that it feels nice and motivating to have a meaningful number to track like I, I the subscriber number is not meaningful on youtube it is a vanity number but somehow it never dawned on me that like oh the total views on the channel is a meaningful number and it would just be nice when I have to describe like what I do in a sentence to be able to say like, oh, I run a YouTube channel that has a billion views. 
great. Like, I think that's a that's a nice one sentence pitch. I will say, though, Gray, saying I have a YouTube channel that has over 700 million views is still also really good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying a billion is a great number. Bigger numbers, always good, right? Big numbers. You're always looking for bigger numbers. But yeah, yeah I, I get your point. It's it's also faster to say billion rather than 700 million. Exactly. And, and I think there's some way in which when you're saying the number with more digits, it sounds like you're being much more of a try hard sort of person. Like it just sounds better to say <laughs> over 744, <laughs> right? Like, oh, so it's 745. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is also a, a clear example of what do I mean by I find myself thinking about multi-year goals and this is totally a multi-year goal yeah i'm very happy to have it i'll also just say there's there's another sub part of this for me which is the again has a double meaning here which is the pandemic for me has again personally mostly been a, a huge net positive in my life 2020 was without a doubt, one of the best years of my adult life. And 2021, while I would describe it as a highly variant year, it's also not a year I would want to do any differently. Highly variant? That's a, that's a real <laughs> phrase to use for 2021. I feel the same. <laughs> Whatever, I'm sticking with it. It's yeah, been a highly variant it, man. Year. It's all yours. <laughs> I was like, should I rephrase it? The variance has been quite high, but that doesn't make any difference. It's still the same. <laughs> but... The one thing that I really feel like I resent the pandemic for is it took away what was my goal at the start of two years ago, which was that I wanted to do more Grey Goes Outside. Yeah. And I was like, I was gearing up for, you know what I want to do? More stuff in the real world. I want to go to places. I want to try to see stuff. And like, I lost that. I really did. It was just terrible timing. And so the again part of it is I want to start this up again. It's a funny thing to do, but it's also fits within the multi-year timeline here because I feel like I'm trying to start up a sort of career within a career on the YouTube channel. I've tried lots of times filming a bunch of stuff in the real world. The vast majority of it has not worked out and has never appeared on the channel. Some of the things that I've done have gone up there, but they've all been sort of weird and random. And this also feels like I either want to solve this or I want to put this to bed and be like, you know what? This isn't a good use of your time. Don't try to do the, the real life stuff. This is also another one where I'm kind of giving myself two years to really make a decision about is this a good use of my time does this make sense to do and maybe at the end of the two years i discover you know what going places is good for me personally and i shouldn't waste my time filming or maybe two years from now i i decide oh this is actually like a great use of my time but right now i just i just don't know but that was the thing that I really wanted to do at the start of the pandemic, and it was taken away from me, that opportunity. Yeah. So I'm booting that one up again. I'm pleased because I love those videos. I always enjoy the videos where there's like that mix and where you're outside doing stuff. Um, so I, I'm, I look forward to more of it. I know it's hard, and I know it's like a different 
set of skills and, and they're tricky to make and they're tricky to get right. But I always enjoy them when you do them. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about this another time, but it's, I'm very... I think so. I don't know what these videos are yet. Like, I love the Sharks video, but I feel like that isn't even really a Grey Goes Outside video. That's just its own weird thing. You've seen a video that I'm working on now, which is also very stylistically different mm-hmm. and is its own weird thing. I don't know. But I want to solve this one way or another and possibly solving it is deciding like it just doesn't make sense i don't know but this is a multi-year project that i want to really get working on and yeah so that's the again part the again part yeah that's the again part pretty big there we go pretty big theme this one this reminds me (laughs) of my last year theme so my advice to (laughs) you is don't get lost in it yeah, I, I I think we may need to discuss that. Yeah, because I, I feel like it is without a doubt my most vague and unclear, but also feels really important. So um, I'm, I'm very happy to revisit your experiences uh, with this. And, and yeah, you can we can talk about this some more. This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Because look, they have everything that you need to create a beautiful and modern website. With Squarespace, you start with a professionally designed template and use their drag-and-drop tools to make it feel like your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, and more with just a few clicks. And every single Squarespace website is optimized for mobile, so your content is going to look fantastic as it automatically adjusts for any size of device. Not only do you get this, you also get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. With Squarespace, there's nothing to install, there's nothing to patch, there's nothing to upgrade. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. You can very quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and you can take advantage of SEO and email marketing tools to get your ideas out there. With Squarespace, you can turn your big idea into a website, showcase your work with a beautiful portfolio, publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event, and so much more. As we all turn towards the next year, that could be that idea that you really want to get out in 2022. Start with a Squarespace website. Go to squarespace.com cortex for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code cortex and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com cortex. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code cortex and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Tell me about your theme, Mike. Okay, I'm going to start off with the name, which is the Year of Structure. Hmm. I was tempting to go gray on this and have bracket and unstructure, <laughs> but oh. I decided not oh, to. That do doesn't that make any sense because I don't like the brackets. I always think of what is it? Year of less comma me. That's the one that I always. Think of. <laughs> I like yeah. to just have one word, and I really struggled right. with the word, but I think you'll see why I got to it. So, okay, my kind of description for the theme is that I feel like I need a better structure in place to handle the various responsibilities that I have in my life and Mm -hmm. also carving out and allowing for more unstructured time. Mm. I feel like I have a, I think, pretty desperate need at this point to have more space in my life while also balancing the things that I want and need to be working on. Over the last couple of years, 
I feel like I have lost some of the grip on my responsibilities. Like they just continue to stretch in all directions. And I feel like at this point, I have way too many disparate things going on. And I feel like I need to do some work to get everything back in order, pare some things down and find space in my schedule so I can better serve all of the things that are the most important. So like I want to have this unstructured time to allow me to come up with new things that are related to the most important things that I'm doing. And I feel like I need to spend a bit more time looking at the wider picture of all of this rather than focusing on small aspects, which is what I've tried to do in the past. Like fix this small thing, reduce this responsibility, and surely it will make space when I actually think I need to spend time looking at the overall wider picture of this. One of the traps that I fall into when it comes to reducing my time is realizing that I want to do this and try to make changes at the end of the year. It's a terrible time to do it. Because mm. you have not allowed yourself time to set up for the next year. So if you decide, hey, I want to get rid of this project, it's too late at that point to do it in November. Like, I think mentally that's how we think, oh, well, just because it's before the next year. But by November, you've already started the preparation for the next year. Yeah. Everything's in motion at that point. So I am planning on doing the work in 2022 to enable this for late 2022, 2023 onward. Huh, okay. So my plan is to work on the structure where I can make improvements and start the process for making those improvements for next year. Because if I decide now I want the year structure, it's too late for me to make all of the changes that I might want to make for 2022. So 2022 is working on what do I do for the future, but near term when it comes to making structure? Okay, can you give me a specific example of, of what you think you're going to be doing in the first half of next year? I feel like I'm, I'm having a, a hard time, which is terribly unfair of me with my really vague notions, but like I feel like I'm having a hard time making concrete what it is that you're trying to achieve here. Yeah. When you say you want more unstructured time, does that mean more time not working? Is that what that translates into? No. So one of the things okay. that I think will help is I can run through some of my outcomes for this, for like what I think are like the things that I would get. Okay. So like, and the first one is I want more days with less to no appointments in my diary, less stuff on uh, my calendar. Okay. Right. So these are days where I can be more reactive to things that are coming up but also having mm -hmm. large chunks of time to tackle bigger things, bigger projects. Like I want to sit down mm. and work out the layout for a new journal project, right? Like let's just imagine I have something where I'm like, oh, I want to rethink the a new way of looking at things from a wider lens, right? And I can sit down and be like, what would that look like? How could we make... Like I want to have that time to sit down and like, oh, I've got the afternoon here. What do mm. I want to think about today? Like, I very rarely have that kind of time. Usually it's like, oh, I've only got two hours and then I've got three shows. Okay, okay. So that's that's one of the things that you're trying to achieve is larger blocks mm -hmm. of time without interruptions. Yeah, that are just for me to turn my attention to whatever it is I want to turn my attention on rather mm. than my calendar telling me what my attention is supposed to be on. Mm. 
I mean, I, I can get behind that. Your calendar always looks like a nightmare to me whenever. It's horrible, I... yeah. So this is like creating the structure for less structure. So okay. like I am creating a structure for unstructured time. Does this mean that you're going to be trying to pile up more shows on recording days? Or are you going to be trying to do actually less or delegate more? Or like what, well, like what are your thoughts on how to actually achieve this? Let me tell you at the end of 2022. <laughs> okay, yes, please. Don't don't let don't let me rush you. I'm just I'm Yeah, um, but this is this is the point is I don't know yet. You don't know, right. There might be some things. It might not be shows, but things I have to give up. <sighs> okay, okay. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm getting this cuz I, I okay, I really liked your point and you're you're totally right that at this point in the year, the next year is already sort of locked in mm-hmm. i have a funny example that i want to travel more i feel like i haven't really thought about what my next year's travel schedule should look like but discovered in my monthly meeting with my assistant that next year i am already booked for more days away from home than at home without me even noticing and it's like oh okay hmm. schedules just get locked in without you even noticing mm-hmm. and if I wanted to have next year be like year of relaxation, tough noogies, I would need to next year start planning for the year after to be year of relaxation. So that's what you're going for here. All I know is right now I have the feeling. Okay, I get and it. And I need I to it. do the work on it. Right, okay. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and they were saying like a similar thing, like, oh, I have some stuff that I want to reduce, but it's too mm-hmm. late. And I was kind of like, yeah, mm. that's that's this time of year is terrible for this. Like, I feel right. like this every couple of years, and I feel like it at this time. And it's like, well, it's, you you haven't, you, it's too late to make your decisions. Mm. And so, and as well, like, I don't even, I haven't even worked out fully what the important areas are. And it's right. also like I, you know, like 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 basically everyone, I feel like I've been in this holding pattern for the last mm. year and a half, and I have these large areas that I want to make forward progress on and i've stalled on them all and now they i want to move all of them at the same time so it's like my home my studio family and the business and these things have all had to in some way be held Mm. and i want to move them all but now i want to move them all at the same time right that's a lot so if i want to focus on these like family areas and like maybe moving to a new home i know i've got to reduce some of my work commitments to enable that as a thing right so i've got to do this like balancing act of these things this year Mm. but what i've learned from 2020 and 2021 is just adding things on top is not a great way to do that Mm. there has to be a reduction a couple of the other areas that i want to focus on when it comes to the year structure so i have my calendar right as one my second Mm -hmm. is i want to make my to-do list smaller because I have noticed, I have developed a habit of opening Todoist and just staring at my upcoming tasks. Right. I just open and I look, and I'm just looking at what I have. <laughs> looking like a small animal trapped in headlights? Kind I think of, it might be look. something like that. But like, yeah. I just feel like I'm just opening it and looking at it, and I'm like scrolling through and see, like in a way that I don't think is helpful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am adding too much stuff it's like i have a thought and i add it i have a thought and i add it and it all goes into my own to-do list 
Mm. And I feel like there's two things that I want to handle here. I want to have less stuff bouncing around in my brain that feel like there's a need for constant things to be added to to Todoist. And that comes from reducing some responsibilities. The other is this idea of relying on other people to do things. Like I need to start loosening my grip in certain areas and like letting Mm -hmm. work get done without me needing to be involved in it. Like people Mm -hmm. that have responsibility, allowing them to just handle the responsibility and trusting that the work will be done. And so there's a couple of things here is one, just like just trying to relax and like, let go a little bit. This vacation's actually been pretty good for me on that one Mm. where I've realized again that like I work with a selection of very talented and competent people. I can trust them and they will get the work done. I don't need to have a hand on it all, all the time. Mm -hmm. I think I need an assistant again, because I don't have one. Right. Well, (laughs) yes, you had one. I had one. My assistant became the vice president of sales at Real AFM because that's what she's best at. And that's like another thing of like the sales portion of the business to be handled by the vice president of sales and respecting the logical structure in our company. Mm-hmm. Right, that I don't I need to have my hand so much on that, and that's the thing that we're working on together. But I think I also need somebody to help me with more basic tasks again. Mm. And so this is like so that goes back to what's one way I make my to do list smaller is that some things go into Slack for somebody else to handle. Right. So this is like trying to work out now. Okay. Because this is why it's like this is the, the whole year project is, all right, so I've realized maybe I would want to have an assistant. What would this person actually do? I don't know. I need to work mm. that out. Right, so this is the idea of like I'm realizing these things, these areas that I think will be very helpful for this year structure. Right. But I need to work out what are the movements that need to be made for that to actually make sense for me in the long term. Like I've realized this area that I want and now I need to start putting the pieces in place to make it a reality. Right. And yeah. Okay. And so that, that makes sense then. Like you need to spend the time to get an assistant to be able to start offloading all of this stuff to make the end of next year and the year after much better. Right. But getting an assistant is a big project. Exactly. (laughs) Before I even start looking for that, what will this person do for me? Like I need to actually really, and we did that before with Carrie when she was coming into the company. Like what are the roles in the sales organization that require assistance? And we went through that Mm -hmm. process and I worked that out. But like this person, this assistant, I actually think it's for me. It's not for Mm -hmm. any of my individual things. It's not for Relay FM, not for Cortex brand. It's for any of the stuff that might come up for me. It could span all of that. But I need to think about, do I need someone to help me with these various tasks? This is what you have somebody to help you with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like, I know that your assistant works with you for your stuff. Your assistant works with me and us for Cortex brand. Like, I think I maybe need someone who's a little bit more involved in various areas. Yeah. Possibly. Then there's a couple of other things. Big focus on Cortex brand. It's I want to put more effort in, even more continued effort in 2022 on design and development of products. If I was, you know, you have your billion, you have your target. Mm -hmm. My target is three new products in 2022. 
Okay. We have some stuff that we're working on. Some stuff is harder than others. I think this is an achievable goal, but we have to see. But I want the time because uh. I want the time so I can sit down and work this stuff through because as well, like one of the reasons I feel like I need this space again is trying to realistically grow our business here. I need more time for it. Yeah. And especially the product design side, trying to create something new is not something that you can do in 90 minutes between two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, it isn't possible. And so, yeah, if, if that's something I could see that, that if you're, if you're wanting to do more of the product design, you have to create more unstructured space in your calendar because i'm like i'm really excited about this stuff it, it it's a great mm-hmm. pleasure for me to do this kind of work it's so different to anything i've ever done before and i love doing it but like the the design of the product that we've been working on through 2021 came from an afternoon where i had a whole afternoon to myself and i sat down with my ipad and i started drawing out what i thought this thing could look like and then I had this idea at the end of it. And I want more of that kind of time. A couple of other things. I want to continue my trend of health and fitness, continuing to build this into the structure of my life. Mm. It was an unexpected thing that occurred to me in 2021. This was something that I wanted to focus on in the way that I have been. And I feel like I've built a great base to continue moving forward on. And I want to continue making that just a part of me. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's been unexpected, but I'm very happy with the results so far. Yeah. I mean, and if I can say, mm-hmm. when we finally met up in person, most recent time, I gave you a hug. You physically felt different. Mm-hmm. So you should be very happy about that. Thank you. I will say if you hugged me now, you would physically feel a vacation. But <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I know the steps that I would take to get back to where I was and I find yeah. for me vacation weight I lose it quite quickly I've always kind of been that way yeah, but yeah. right now I feel like I've been on holiday that, that that is definitely true like when we did that hug I was also at my most puffy I've just come <laughs> back from America weight <laughs> yeah puffy's a good way to describe it honestly America makes me puffy yeah, it's totally impossible but like I, I made that call like you know what I'm gonna be in America for a while it's fine and then so it's like but I came back and I hugged Mike and it was like oh boy this guy's been on the fitness train I am not <laughs> but you are right like yeah it, it does it does fade away relatively fast as yeah. far as those things go. once you get back into your kind of regular routine yeah but I'm really glad to hear that you're you're continuing with it like like it just it seems like you've really found something that works for you and obviously it doesn't fit in with the the name of the theme in some ways but it's a great little like sub thing to continue onward and and to keep in mind over mm-hmm. the next year and then this is an interesting one i had this thought while sitting on the beach mm. structured time off okay i used to work in a company that had allocated vacation days you got like 25 days a year and you had to take 14 of those days in a block. You had to take a two-week vacation, and then the rest of it, you could take whatever you wanted. Huh. And I was thinking about this compared to the idea that a lot of tech companies have of unlimited vacation time. Right. And it's been basically, there's lots of articles and studies to prove this, and I believe it from talking to people anecdotally. When you have unlimited vacation time, you do not take enough vacation. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) You feel like, how do you book it? And also, the company culture is not built to handle it. Mm -hmm. Because 
Like when I used to work in the bank and we had that two-week vacation, everyone took that two-week vacation. So everybody knew how to handle somebody else's two-week vacation. Right. Because we all took them. So built into the company culture was this idea of a two, the two-week handover. So you finish products to the point that you can, then you hand them over to your colleagues for a two-week period and everyone takes it. But if you're on limited vacation time, how does that work? I'm going to take two months off now. Is anyone going to handle this? It doesn't work. So right. I also realized that traveling, vacation, like, you know, traveling, vacations, whatever, helped me stay grounded in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. leaving makes me feel, I don't know what it is, but it adds this thing that I enjoy. And it hasn't been possible. It still won't be like it was, I think, for a while, for quite a while. But there are feasible breaks, staycations that I can take. So my plan is to decide an amount of days I take off every year and do it. Hmm. So I will have allocated vacation days that need to be taken every year. Maybe it's 25 days. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. But I will set them. And I will take them and that will be a part of the structure of my year. I will book them with myself, book them in my calendar, let people know that I work with that I'm going to be doing this and do it. May I strongly suggest that this is one of the areas of responsibility for your assistant? Well, currently, (laughs) this is an area of responsibility for my wife because Adina very much agrees with this and and really likes this and wants to enforce this on me. Okay, right. Look, the important thing is you have an enforcer, and if Adina is the enforcer, that's great. It also fits with the kind of responsibilities that Adina has with, with our business that we run together here in the UK, mm-hmm. because weird stuff, right? Like all that stuff that Gray was saying earlier about working with companies, it's complicated. So we have a business here in the UK where we handle all the stuff that we have coming in from our various companies, etc. It's like very complicated, but she helps me with running all the finance part of that. And a lot of logistical stuff that I need to handle. And so it, it, she feels like this actually fits quite neatly with what she would keep her eye on. Plus, mm-hmm. wants to make sure I do it. So mm. this is probably a job that she will handle for me. And then the last thing that I wanted to think about, and this one feels really complicated. So like I don't even really know if it's something that I'm going to do, but I just thought about it, which was, you know, I've spoken about, we've spoken about siloing communication, mm. the idea of having different places for different types of communication. And I've really liked that my Cortex brand email all goes to a separate email account, like in a, a separate email app. So like I can, when I want to be in that, I can be in that and I can close it when I don't. I am wondering if I can silo my personal stuff away from my Relay FM stuff as well now. So... My notes, my email, and my communication for the three things that I care about are all different. So personal, Relay FM, Cortex brand. Because my Relay FM stuff and my personal stuff, they're all in the same place. And I think it might be nice to separate them out and have like three different areas. But I do not even know if I can feasibly do this or if I will like doing it. But it's just also something I'm going to keep in my mind, I think. As, again, structure. It's all part of structure, you know? Right. I mean, are you talking about, like, separating it out in terms of, like, even, like, iCloud access? Like, oh, you'd have a different iCloud account for work notes? Is that what you mean? I don't know. Yeah, okay, you don't, you don't know. You just, okay. Like, I'm imagining maybe I would use the Apple Notes app for Relay FM stuff and then a different place for personal notes. 
for example. Right, right. Okay. And like okay. I use maybe would use Spark for my Relay FM email and like a different email app for my personal email. So I can more uh, easily okay. be right, in right. the right modes, the right apps at the right time. Okay, I see what you mean. Because I have that with Cortex brands. Like, if I want to do Cortex brand stuff, like, right, I open the Gmail, whatever app I'm, you know, I use like Mindstream on my Mac and Craft, and that's all of that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I want to do Relay FM stuff, it's like, well, here, yeah, but here's also my travel confirmation and my Amazon email. Like, you know, it's all like mixed in. I see, I, I see what you mean, right. And okay. I never really thought it was a thing that I needed, but doing it with Cortex Brand has made me realize that I actually find value in having it separated like that. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking about what that might look like too, but that's much more a maybe kind of thing. It's definitely at the lower and the very bottom of the kind of the, the commitments and the outcomes that I want. So mm-hmm. kind of in summary, the year of structure is about understanding what I need, what I want, who can do it for me and what it will take to put it in place. Okay, I like it. I feel like this is, um, maybe this is the theme of yours that's taking me the longest to get. But I think it's a it's a very like it's very reasonable, and I think you you've really identified a problem with the timing of the way we think about things and the actionability of changing the next year. Yeah, this one took me a really long time to work out. Yeah, because it oh. started with some feelings, like this mm. feeling of too busy, too overwhelmed, and then I had to work out what that meant, what that could look like. Then I was like, oh, okay, so I'll just, my year is about getting everything in order. It's like, well, no, but I actually don't know what I need yet. Mm. So I need to build this structure over 2022 to enable me to be more effective and better going forward. And things could start to fall into place quite quickly. But I'm giving myself the entire year to build my new work structure because my work has become more complicated now. And I've not really taken time to look at all of my various responsibilities and work out what they actually need to be the best that they can be. Well, I think we both have some high-level stuff to work on next year. Yeah, that's why I actually really liked hearing yours because I could see that there were some parallels in that Uh, both of our themes are these ideas for future years. Yeah, exactly. And like a reframing of what we do rather than like, oh, I'm going to just focus on this one little thing, which is maybe my mm-hmm. health, or I'm just going to focus on this one little thing, which is maybe my knowledge intake or whatever. Mm. We're doing like advanced themes now. That's where we are <laughs> in 2022. I like that, Mike. Let's pitch it that way. Yes, yeah. ooh, ooh, we're, <laughs> we're doing the advanced themes for sure. <laughs> We've been doing it for five years now, you know? Like we're in like, what is it, like themes 102? Is that that's yeah. the, the advanced class? Is that how it works? Uh, it would be 201. 201? Okay, 301. we're in themes that's, yeah, 201 That's what we'd be doing. I think it's interesting every year sort of see if we're at the same place or if we're at different places. And I I think this is a byproduct, both of the fact that we have been doing the themes for a while, but also just the reality for both of us of where we are in our careers and also a bunch of increasing complexity. Like we've both made our lives more complex by starting a company together Mm -hmm. in addition to doing the podcast together. And so I I think it makes sense that we both are now having this longer term, more meta thinking kind of work to do. If you are setting a theme for yourself, 
we would love to know what that theme is. Yes. Please leave that in the subreddit or you can send them to us on Twitter. We would also love if you have questions about setting themes and you want advice, if you use hashtag AskCortex, you can send those in to us. Um, if you're in the Relay FM members Discord, you can use question mark AskCortex and they go to the same sheet that we can draw some questions from. Because we'd really love to know. I mean, I, I always find value in the January episode kind of talking more about this stuff. We always do some reflection. So I would love mm. to bring in some Ask Cortex questions and maybe share some theme examples that we've liked, that we've seen people sharing maybe on Reddit or in Discord. Um, so please send those in. And don't forget to buy a theme system journal or cortexmerch.com. <laughs>